Shalom Aleichem. Shavua Tov to all of you listeners of this beautiful station. Station that broadcasts only Divrei Torah, Divrei Musar, Divrei Halakha, religious music. This is Rabbi Albat from SLC. I want to start with a, uh, a very short story. It was this, this young lady, about mid-30s or so. She was childless. So she goes to the Rebbe, Hasidic rabbi who happened to be her brother. So she goes to him and she says, please do something for me. I'm already 35 years old. I don't have a child. Please pray for me. Do something for me. And he says to her, I'm sorry, I can't do anything for you. What do you mean? So many people come over here, you help them. I'm your sister. Why can't you help me? I'm sorry, I can't help you. So what does she do? She goes right room next, which is a, the shul there. She goes next to the Hechal. Where the Sefer Torah is placed and she starts crying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Bore Olam. I tried everything. No one is helping me. Please help me. And she was crying bitterly that Hashem should help her. When the Rebbe heard that, he sent his Gabbai and he said to her, tell my sister to come back here. She comes back, he says to her, when you came here first, you asked me to do something for you. I cannot do anything for you. Only Hashem can do it. But now that you've shown, when you are in a real big impasse, that you're going to Akadosh Baruch Hu, now I can give you a beracha that Hashem will help you. Rabutai, sometimes a Jew finds himself in a dire situation. Terrible, dreadful matzav, such that wherever he turns, there's a mountain in front of him. You cannot go through it. You cannot climb above it. He's in big trouble with no way out. Do not despair. That is the time Hashem wants you to turn to him. He wants to listen to your prayers. He wants to help you. Do not despair. I'm going to give you two illustrations from the parasha regarding this situation. Yaakov Avinu, it says, Vayese Yaakov Meber Shava, Vayelech Harana. Now, here we see that we know that Yaakov Avinu left from Be'er Shava. He didn't have to say that. But, some Farshim said the following, that he had two objectives in mind. If sometimes a person, he wants to go somewhere else because he has to leave where he is. He doesn't have a job. He doesn't have what he wants, but he wants it somewhere else. So his main goal is to be somewhere else. Other times, a person wants to leave where he is because he just can't stay where he is. It doesn't matter where he goes, he just can't stay. In this case, Yaakov Avinu had two objectives. He had to leave because his brother said he was going to murder him. Esav said, Yekrevu emel avi, 
when, as soon as his father passes away, kill him. That's why Rivka and Yitzchak both told him, go. So because the goal was to leave, also they had the destination also had an objective because he's going there in order to get married. So now let's look at what's happening here. Yaakov Avinu is leaving. He's frightened. His brother wants to kill him. And where is he going? He's going to the uncle, Lavan, who's a crook. Someone that would cheat him, that will abuse him, that will mock him. He is like in a corner. What are you doing when in the corner? You pray. But if God if God means here that he prayed, in fact, we learn the tefillat arbit is from whom? From the abot. We say that the, the uh, tefillot abotikenum, our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov, they were instituted the tefillot. He prayed. He prayed. When a person, when you are in a situation, the best thing to do, pray to Hashem. And Hashem responded to him. He answered him. In a dream, it calmed him down. He promised him he will help him all along. We say, Kave el Hashem. Azak via amez lebecha. Vekave el Hashem. What does that mean? It says twice Kave el Hashem here. What does that mean? It means the following. You put your hope in HaKadosh Baruch. If Hashem that do not respond immediately, strengthen your heart. Put your hope again Eventually, if you are sincere in your prayer, Hashem will respond. Another case. The other case was with Rahel. Rahel did not have any children. Leah had already plenty of kids. Rahel, not yet. So it says, but Rachel She was jealous. You have to understand what we mean by jealous. Not just because she had children and she didn't have. Because as what she says, she was jealous of all the good deeds of the Tzitkut of Leah, which made her merit the children. Now, this is what we call Kin Al-Sofrim. A person can be jealous of a Talmud Hakam. Say, I wish I could be a Talmud like him. That's fine. I wish I could have all the the uh, the good deeds, the Maasim Tovim that this one is doing. That's what with the Rachel means. But then she goes to Yaakov, have a Libanim. Give me children. Yaakov uh, got a little upset. He said, what do you mean? Anochi, anochi? Am, am I am I instead of God? I mean, I'm, I'm not. You know, this is like the Rebbe when the sister came in. He says, look, listen, I I, I don't give these. I don't make children. Hashem does that. So what happened? Later on it says, He remembered because when her father switched her 
with Leah. She gave Leah all the simanim, all the cold words that she should not, she, her sister should not be embarrassed. Then it says, Vaishma Eleha Elokim, Akadosh Baruch will listen to her, hearken to her. And then he opened her, her, her room. What does that mean, Vaishma Eleha Elokim? It should say, Vaishkor Elohim et Rachel, Akadosh Baruch remembered her. And that's it. Vayiftah et Rahma. What's Vayishma Elia Elohim mean? Oh. Vayishma Kadosh Baruch heard her prayer. When Rachel hit an impasse, then she went and prayed to Kadosh Baruch. Then Vayiftah et Rahma. This is, this is, this is the way a Jew should always operate. Never despair. Always have hope. Kavel Hashem at all times. And eventually, Akadosh Baruch Hu will respond to you. You know, i give you an example from Chizkiah uh, Melech. This is in Tanakh. Chizkiah Melech was very, very sick. And Ishayahu Navi came to him and he told him, go ahead, start already May you know drawing up your will because he's going to be dying. So Chizkiyahu says, "Why? I mean, after all, he was a big tzaddik." Chizkiyahu, he made sure everyone was learning Torah in his kingdom at all times. So what happened? So he says to him, "Because you did not, you did not get married and have children." So I said, "Okay, fine. You know what?" You have a daughter, and I, I am I am a tzaddik. Your daughter, she's the daughter of you, the Navi. Perhaps if I marry your daughter with the zechut, your zechut, and my zechut, we'll have good children. That is going to have a kid, Menashe, who was the big rasha. And he was right. It, it, it did happen that way. So when he mentioned this proposition, Ishayanabi said to him, forget it. It's too late. The Gezerah has already been declared. The decree from Hashem that he's going that Hizkiah is gonna die is already done. So Hizkiah says to him, Okay. Finish your prophecy and leave. And it says in the Tanakh, He turned. His, his face towards the wall and started to pray very hard. And Hashem answered him. When he really, a person is cornered and has nowhere to go, trust Hashem. He will help you. And Hashem did respond to Hizkiah and gave him another 15 years. And he married and had children. This is this is the idea all the time when they, you hit some kind of an impasse. Whatever it is, trust Hashem. Do something. Take action. I'd like to tell you an interesting story. And this story has to do with a cardinal. You know what a cardinal is? A cardinal is someone that is just below the Pope. This happened in France. And there was a cardinal by the name of 
Jean-Marie Lustiger. This cardinal died in 2007. At that time, the chief rabbi of France was Rabbi Joseph Citrou. And the president of France was Sarkozy. Just before he passed away, he called on Rabbi Citrou. And he said to him, now we're talking about a person, now a cardinal, who was talked about to be a candidate for a pope. He couldn't make it because, you know, he died. He says to the rabbi, the chief rabbi, I would like, as soon as he dies, I would like that he should, they should take his coffin to one of the isolated rooms, have 10 Jews, and say Kaddish on him. Recite Kaddish. Imagine. Kaddish, recite Kaddish. This was going on. He says, you know, when he was a child, his parents were running away from the Holocaust. They gave him away as a child to the church. And he didn't know from nothing all his life. He didn't know from nothing. All he knew is the church. That's what he was, you know, he grew up and, and he got educated and everything else. But he was born as a Jew. And therefore he wants to have some, at least something. After all, this man, you know, he can't uh, say anything to the church about these things. I mean, he, he was at an impasse here. He had to do something. He had to take action. Rabbi Sitruk himself did not know what to do. Was the Kaddish or not? I mean, after all, he's a Kaddish. He contacted Manan. And he told him, what should he do? When Maran Ovadia Yosef heard about this case, tears were pouring out of his eyes. And he said to him, yes, go ahead and say Kaddish. Because if a person, a Jew, rebels against the Jewish religion. And he becomes a goy, we don't say Kaddish for that. But this was more like Anus. It was not his fault. He says, yes, Israel is always Israel, and therefore, you could say Kaddish for him. And they brought 10 Jews. And there were several dignitaries from the French government, including the president, Sarkozy, was also there. By the way, Sarkozy, his grandfather from the mother's side, was Jewish. And, well, he's a guy, of course, but, uh, you know, but they brought 10 Jews and they said, catch. You know, it says, Afilu hereb munahat al adam. Even a sword is white by the neck of a person. A person should not refrain from asking mercy and compassion from the Almighty God. You know, 
let me tell you a little a little uh, incident about the Lujaber Rebbe Alava Shalom. I don't know how many of you heard of him. We're talking about real great sage. Big Sadiq. Gaonadir. Great scholar. When he was 13, he received Semicha. And from whom? From a Gaon, from Gadol Ador, from the Maharsham. Imagine, at 13, received the Semicha. Was born in 1889. In Europe, passed away in 1989 Niftar here in Brooklyn. Now, this man, he suffered through hell during the Holocaust. He was in a concentration camp for a number of years. He suffered so much. And they say that you know, the, the, the Blue Javel Rebbe, when he was young, I mean, he was a tall man and a strong man. He said at one time, the Nazis came in. They dug a big pit. And they rounded up all the Jews, including the Blue Javel Rebbe. And they told, he told, they told them, anyone that can jump from one side of the pit to the other side, will stay alive. Anyone that can't will fall into the pit will be buried alive. The vast majority couldn't make it. But Blue Javi made it. He ran, 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 jumped to the other side. He made it. But it was one time he just could not take it. And they say that he went near the fence. Near, but not touch it. The fence that they had was, I guess, there was the electrical uh, uh, thing uh, in it, and a person that touches could be electrocuted or face to be shot by uh, the guards. Either way, it was right near it. He wanted to give up. Now, we cannot judge these people. We don't know one thousandth of the kind of pain and suffering these people went through. But then, he said to himself, he is a scion. He is from a lineage of a big line of rebels. He looks and he sees so many people, so many Jews there that come to him comfort and consolation is no I'm not going to despair and he lifts his hands and his head to Akadosh Baruch Hu and says Akadosh Baruch Hu, please help me to get out of this hell he did get out he came to Brooklyn his wife and children were all killed when he came here, he started a whole new life. He remarried and had children. And he lived to the ripe old age of 100. He passed away at the age of 100. A great man. But we can learn our lesson from him. Never 
never despair. Always like Yaakov Avinu, like Rachel Imenu, like the blues of a Rebbe. When you are faced with so many problems that you're cornered on the wall, you don't know where to turn, turn to Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the only one, the Bore Olam. The truth of the matter is, we are ourselves heading an impasse in Eretz Israel. You know, many people say it. Eretz Israel, Israel is a strong state. Their air force is the most powerful air force in the Middle East. Superior military army and navy and so on and so forth. Probably true. But that isn't it. It's not It is not the strength and the power. Look what we are facing every day. Four rabbis, while they're praying, were murdered. Others, of course, that were, uh, uh, were wounded. What we don't see, we don't see the four widows. What about the 24 or so orphans? What about Mr. Glick that was shot? What about the, 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 the man that uh, ran with, with a truck and uh, uh, on people to kill him? It don't matter if you have a very strong military force that that's not going to help you. We are at an impasse. What's the answer? The answer is like Yaakov Avinu and Menuhir. We have to get together and pray. Pray to Hashem. Turn to Hashem like the blue Shevereber. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will help. If we all get together at Sibur, all the Jews get together and pray biyahad, Be'ezat Hashem, there is no doubt that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will respond to us. He will bring us shalom. Shalom in Eretz Israel, Shalom in the world. Amen. I just want to emphasize again uh, that this radio station is doing a lot of good in our community. We want to keep it going. And if you can help, please, it's a great cause. Try to contribute as much as you can. At the same time, uh, we have an SLC, a beautiful uh, 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 renovated the uh, social hall. If you have any simha, please contact us. We'll be able to accommodate you with, ha with joy and happiness. Amen. Shabbat Shalom.